Chapter 9 is actually the continuation of the Haftorah of Tishabov, and it has several very interesting features. It began, of course, with Yermio saying, I wish I could depart from the people, abandon them, but of course he can't. And then he describes the behaviors of the people that he finds particularly disturbing. And beginning in verse 2 of chapter 9, they bend their tongues like bows. They are valorous for treachery. They advance from evil to evil and do not heed me, declares the Lord. And then in verse 3, it's very striking. Beware, everyone, of his friend, Mireyehu. Mireyim, which is related to the word Rea, very often in the Bible, has a negative connotation. Ish Mireyehu hishameru. V'yal kol ach avtiftachu. Trust not your brother. Trust not even your brother. Ki kol ach akov yakov. For every brother akov yakov. Akov means circuitous, crooked, for every brother is Akov Yaakov, the Choreya Rachio Yaloch, and every friend, a so called friend, Rachio is one who slanders. Rachio Yaloch deals in treachery and slander. It is very striking that the description of the negative brother who cannot be trusted, Kikorach Akov Yaakov, and without question it plays on the very name Jacob, the very name Yaakov. We have this in the Torah when Esau, his brother, finds out that Jacob has supplanted him, has taken his blessing. Esau, Esau complains in chapter 27 of Breshit that he called his name Jacob, He has circumvented me twice. He's gone around me twice. He took my birthright which Esau sold to Jacob, but he sold it under conditions perhaps we shouldn't have sold it. He was very hungry. He was tired. So we took advantage of my weakness in that story, and now he took my blessing. Did he call his name Jacob? So the name Jacob, actually, Yaakov, can also mean one who overcomes. But Yaakov can also mean something negative. And here in Yirmiyahu, and we have this in other prophets as well, we have the name Jacob, related to the brother who acts deceitfully. And the verse continues in verse number four, They, one uh, person cheats the other, does not speak the truth. They train their tongues to speak falsely. They wear themselves out, working iniquity. You dwell in the midst of mirma, of deceit. In their deceit, they refuse to know me, says God. The goal is to know God, and we'll get to that. But if one acts in deceit, you can't know God. And actually, it's very striking, because in the story of Jacob and Esau, Yaakov and Esau, after Esau says, what happened? 
What happened to my blessing? And Isaac says to his son Esav in chapter 27, Your brother came in deceit. He spoke deceitfully. He said, I am Esav, your son. That's what Jacob said. So the book of Yermios connects us to that event and sees the behavior of Jacob in that particular story as emblematic of situations where brothers deceive brothers. The message is, trust nobody. You live in a society where you can't actually trust anybody, not your friends or those who pretend to be your friends, and not even your own brother. And that's part of the indictment over here. The indictment of Yermio of the people is Korach Akov Yaakov Mechorea Rachil Yaakov. That's part of the indictment in chapter 9. And as the chapter continues, and again, the idea of Mirma appears once again in verse number 7, Chetz Shachut Rishonam Mirma Diber. Again, the tongue is a sharpened arrow. They use their mouths to deceive it. They speak to the friend in friendship, but at the same time, lays an ambush for him in his heart. And this is particularly disturbing to God. God says in verse number 8, Shall I not punish them for such deeds? That's as the Haftorah continues, as chapter 9 begins. And then, as we read through chapter 9, and the prediction of destruction, in verse number 10, and now we come to verse 11, who is wise that understands this? To whom has the Lord spoken? So that it can be explained. Why is the land in ruins, laid waste like a wilderness, with none passing through? And God responds to the question, Because they abandoned my Torah, they abandoned my teachings, they abandoned my path. Who was wise that will understand this? And it's interesting in this context, and I think related to this, are verses 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 16 is, Ko'amar Hashem Tzvaot hit bonenu, says the God of hosts, Tzvaot. Hit, be wise, hit bonenu, can be translated as listen, but the word Bina's wisdom. Listen carefully. Call the skilled women, the lamenting women, let them come. Send for the wise women, let them come. Let them start a wailing for us. And the call to the wailing women, the call to the lamenters, who are called wise, the wise women. And later on in verse 19, And teach your daughters how to cry. And one teach her friend laments. 
And the idea, I think, here of this chapter and the Haftorah for Tishabav and the fundamental theme related to Tishabav is that what's very important is to figure out why we are crying. That is, what is the cause of our problem? And what is the actual loss? Because many things happen. But what are we focusing on over here? In chapter 9, it's the abandoning, abandoning God's teachings. The path that we are taught, we were handed, we were given, we were instructed, and then somehow we've lost our way. And we call upon the wise women who have a deep insight into life to get us to focus on what is actually missing. That's the reason I think this has been chosen specifically for Tisha B'Av. And the end of chapter 9, Koamar Hashem, let not the wise one glory in his wisdom. Nor the strong one glory in his strength. Nor the wealthy glory in his wealth. But rather in this should one glory. In devotion to me, in understanding, to come to an understanding of me. How do we come to understand God, who is unknowable? Ani Hashem osachesed mishpat ba'aretz. Not who I am, says God, but what I do. I'm a God of, 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 of kindness, of righteousness, and of judgment. Ki This is the last verse of the Haftorah, and the next two, three verses from the end of the chapter. And of course, Tisha B'Av is not just a day of mourning. It's also a fast day. And as a fast day, it's about thinking, how can we improve the situation? The morning's focusing on what's been lost. The fast is, how can we improve it? So the last verse of the Haftorah speaks once again about understanding, about knowledge. What kind of knowledge? The knowledge of how to behave in this world, with kindness and in fairness. Chesed u'mishpat this is what I desire, declares the Lord. So this is chapter 9 and the Haftorah for the day of Tisha B'Av.